Hello, this is Karsten Lay from Asia PMO with another episode from Transform Your Organization. Today, today with our amazing speaker, Claire Bosk. Claire, hello, how are you? Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me today. It's really good to be with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Can you please introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. So um, I'm Claire Bosk um, and I uh, have been uh, working in a CX industry probably about 15 years ago as, as owning my own business. And at the time I used to have a, a mystery shopping business. Uh, but prior to that, I've always been in the service industry. I used to run hotels. Um, um, I worked in quite a few different countries in the world. Um, and uh, for the last couple of years, I've been focusing on keynoting so I'm a CX and EX keynote speaker and um, I've been traveling around the last couple of years and, and really talking about how do we look after our employees so they can look after our customers so that's kind of a creating a little method that I am sure we'll pick up on a little bit later on called Beast Shui. so I kind of blend the CX and the EX kind of transformation with the Feng Shui principles, which, you know, you in Asia, you will totally, totally love uh, that kind of uh, blend. Yes, um, in Asia, we love it. I'm unfortunately from Germany, so I'm still a little bit more stressful, <laughs> but I try to adapt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What you, sp what you spoke about experience management, customer employee experience. And yeah, we, you do keynoting because everybody who is in the space knows your name for sure, right? <laughs> I mean, you pop up almost everywhere. You're pretty famous. You you started with Bishui some years ago, which is an amazing, amazing approach. So my first organization, when you look at customer and employee experience, what is easier to achieve in an organization and why? Well, I, I guess for me, I take the, the 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 part of that. You know, you can't do CX without EX, um, unless you're you know a, a solopreneur and you know all you do it's yawn. But then even there, you still have to look after yourself, so you can look after you know your people, right? So you know to be to enable really that customer experience and your employees to really kind of really get loyal and enjoy being with you you need to have employees which are passionate which love what they do which knows what they do um and and sometimes we cut that part of 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 it so we focus on the customers but not our internal customers so i'm very much for the one i know it's chicken and egg if we have no customers we have no employees but, you know, the two to come together, for me, if we're really, really generally looking after our employees, they will take care of our customers. And then our customer experience is going to be so much easier to look after and to deliver amazing, exceptional service. Yeah, and I mean, only speaking about topics like turnover, if you if you have a lot of changing workforce, you cannot have a good customer experience. Because you right. constantly yeah. train people, you get different approaches, you get inconsistencies, right? I mean, employee experience, yes. Unfortunately, most, more, I don't know your clients, but our clients often start always with customer experience. We have to do something for your customer. And then we also try to touch and see what's going on inside. How do you see that when you have both? Are they normally start with the customer profit topics or where do they start? 
Yeah, so I mean, for me, I've, I come from the the, the qualitative and uh, the the measurement of customer service. So I, I used to have a mystery shopping company. So for me, when businesses coming to me it was always about mm, there's something not quite right. We need to measure it. So it would it always come from a customer's perspective. But when you're measuring it and you're doing mystery shopping, then you have you know you celebrate the success and this is what we're doing really good. And you start identifying the gaps. And of course, the gaps, when you start looking at that, you realize that, well, you know, that experience didn't happen that way because, well, perhaps your staff wasn't trained properly or perhaps the process that, you know, your employees are going through isn't um, thorough enough or, you know, so all those kind of gaps then comes to light. Uh, but in, in, in general, the approach when people approach me is because they they think they've got a problem. Let's measure it, and, and and then you can do something about it. And and very often I think we forget that measurement um, of what we do. So you know when you're putting a strategic together, when you're putting a program together, you know really to understand where you are and what you're doing, you need to be able to measure to see how you're managing the experience mm -hmm. in every touch point. That's great. Can you give us an examples about these measurements on customer or employee experience, how to implement these measurements? Sure. I mean, a sort of very, very simple thing would be to just put a mystery shopping program. I'm a bit biased on that yeah. one, right? But, you know, again, you know, there's been a lot of... Uh, a lot of changes in the mystery shopping because you know it used to be a, a very uh transactionals you know where they're wearing their name badge and the lights on and you know those kind of touch points which you know you measure at a certain point but with the the last few years the transformation has, has really changed and we talk a lot about emotions we talk about how do we, our customers feel how do our employee look how do they feel do they look like they're really enjoying what they're doing do they build rapport and so there's a lot more on that emotional level that we're measuring and i think this is really important so from a, a customer's perspective doing a measurement on the the mystery shopping is a great way. But from an employee's point of view, when is the last time you've spoken to them? When is the last time you've measured their satisfaction? You know, the, a little short burst survey on a monthly basis will give you that kind of temperature on how your employees is feeling. And the more you ask, the more you understand and the more they're going to feel that you actually care about them. You know, and that's kind of that. That's the core of everything. The core of everything is care how do we care for our people so they can care for our customers so it's it's a lot about observations of course and a lot about getting feedback and being interested in the customers and in the employees uh, absolutely yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so that's that and being able to and and also i think when when you ask questions so it's great you know you're interested you ask questions be very open to receive the answers, you know, because very often, you know, you see some service being done or you, you know, you get something put together and you tick the box, you put it in the shelves and that's it, we've done it. You know, it's kind of, yeah, sure. oh yes, that ticks the box. Well, no, that's, you know, that's the whole point about it is what are you going to do about it? You know, what are the answers, you know, be able to receive those answers and then take action on that, you know, and that receptivity sometimes is very difficult. Whether it's from a leadership point of view, 
oh, my employees thinks that of me or my employees thinks that of the organization. Mm. It's very difficult to take, right? When somebody's giving you some constructive feedback. But from an employee's point of view, again, if they're not ready to receive feedback and actually understanding and, and understanding what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong, you'll, you know, you're not going to be able, they're not going to be able to evolve in the organization as well. So it's really important to, to really kind of use that receptive, how receptive are we from the, the feedback that we get. I think when you speak about leadership, what we do more in customer experience programs is we encourage leadership to listen to their front-end employees. And we always have a little bit this provocative sentence and say, your front-end employees know the customer. You don't know the customer. So why don't you listen to them, right? I mean, if you, especially if you're top management, the first time we always do top management CX workshops, we always start with the question, when was the last time you have spoken to a customer? And these people are shocked. You know, they hate the yeah. question. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you you caught me. Or, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe you don't have to interact with your customer, but at least with your frontliners and listen to your frontliners in mm. call center, hospitality, uh, sales, or wherever they are, right? Mm -hmm. um, so also the feedback and on on the on the what are the problems and what do we have to fix versus management perceived problems. I don't know how you see that. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And, you know, I, I, I think that the, the, the similar question is, you know, when is the last time you spoke to your customers, but when is the last time you've walked around your office or your shop or your call center and actually shook hand with your staff and your employees? Do you, do you know the name of their cat? Do you know if they've just had a baby? Do you know, you know, those kind of little things. Imagine, you know, when you arrive at work and then you've got a birthday card uh, from, signed from the, the directors. And I mean, those are really tiny little things that really are gonna make your employees feel that you care for them. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, if you're not leading with that care and empathy and, and compassion within, you know, your own organizations, why would they do anything for you? Why would they do anything for the company? So you already touched the topic caring culture, right? Caring service culture. A lot of companies mm -hmm. strive for a good caring service culture that the customer is treated as part of the community and family. And you say we have to do that first with our employees. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I use the, 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 the care word. I mean, we all bring care into it because it's 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 what it's all about, really. We we all want to feel cared for. We all want to go somewhere and, and actually somebody having an attention, even if it's just a smile and a hello, you know, somebody, it, you know, we all want that personally. We all want that in life. Um, so I, I use care as a, you know, when we talk about uh, the C is for congruence, you know, as, a, as an organization, what is your message? You know, how authentic are you with the way you do? How do you walk the walk and talk the talk? You know, how really congruent you are, you know, with your employees and with from the inside out. And then you're showing that to the world and really kind of making sure that that's what that's who you are and as a leader congress is so important because you you're an influence so if you're transparent if you're really kind of inspiring people that's that congress that people will will follow 
And then you've got A, which is all about accountability. And accountability is taking re responsibility for everything. You know, 100%. This is me. This is what I do. You can trust me. I mean, if you have no trust in an organization, you can't do anything. Everything is built on trust. Relationships are built on trust. Marriages are built on trust. You know, everything that you do is about accountability. So be accountable for what you say, what you do and how you say it. And then you're going to see people really being attracted to you. And R is for receptivity. So we just talked about it. Receptivity is really important to be able allowing people to, to receive, uh, allowing us to receive. It's, it's such a powerful powerful word but i won't go too much because we talked about it before yes. and the final one for me is all about energy right so if i can't talk about energy kirsten that's it <laughs> i think hey. we're done <laughs> on the conversation people who ever but... saw you know what is energy don't worry yeah <laughs> you are energy yeah <laughs> and, and it, but it's what it's all about right if we yes. don't have energy in ourselves you know, you, yes. you're, you're going to be in bed all day. You're going to be, you know, you're going to want, you know, it's it's not good. So how do we really kind of bring that energy? And, and so to come back to the Bishui that I talked about, you know, the outer energy. So what's what surrounds us? What surrounds your employees? What does the office look like? What is the, 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 the retail space that you have? How do your customers going to feel that energy into your spaces so really kind of looking at the outer energy that we're creating in our businesses and the inner energy is really powerful because with that energy you won't be able to do anything you know and and then shine the light away bring people together and that's you know for me care that's what that's what it's about I mean, on the energy part, you are the expert. For us, <laughs> what we do a lot in our consulting is more on the accountability part. What I right. see, and I want to ask you that, you know, it's people can bring the energy and people can be accountable. But in a lot of organization, service staff doesn't have freedom to make decisions. And that's where they cannot help the customer. And this is this famous, oh, I have to call the manager. Oh, you have to wait 10 minutes, which annoys customer, right? Because they want on-the-spot decisions. So how do you okay, see that for accountability, that they also have a higher freedom of making decisions? Well, I guess the, the freedom is is the, 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 the it's a it's a process that the organization have have to, to give them. Mm -hmm. um, but they have their own choice. To how they deal with it you know that own energy in themselves if they feel good if mm. they feel um you know energized they will have you know um they will be empowered to have a, a different conversation with the customers you know the way they respond to the customers if they're not empowered and if they are empowered if they're energized and if they're just bored and totally you know and unvalued they are totally going to be expressing that in in a different manner so the processes from the organization to empower teams is crucial but on the same time to be able to empower yourself to be able to take that responsibility to choose to have energy and bring, you know, a smile and bring compassion and be able to explain and build rapport with your customers. This is an inner thing, you know, um, and, and again, not everybody knows how to do it. So being able to give the employees the tools to feel good in themselves. How do you get up in the morning? What routine do you set yourself? You know, what are your goals? How, 
positive or are, are you how do you keep that you know optimisms in difficult situations those are not not everybody knows how to do that and it's for me it's kind of really where I really want to go a lot deeper into it you know how do we bring energy in ourselves so we can transmit that energy to others and suddenly you know you've got a ripple effect of really positivity around and that's that's just shine through you know when you've got a business and you've got employees who look happy they talk happy they feel happy you know it's 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 powerful so powerful and i mean then you also create an environment where people want to come to work right because they don't look every day just into set faces like what happens in a lot of company especially in back office right absolutely um, yeah and there are people you want to meet i mean it's also a weakness which we see in working environments that people really don't want to see each other right that's or maybe they don't know each other they never got really a chance to to mingle or to exchange private things right and, um, and performance yeah. custom right yeah. performance you know mm. if you're miserable if you've got an environment which is not appropriate and mm. you know doesn't take you and you you're walking and you're moaning about everything you're not going to perform. You're not going to be predictive. How sure. performance that can work? Where somebody who's on the ball, who feels good, who's just had a walk outside and comes in with a smile, suddenly he's going to sell more. He's going to, you know, he's going to give more. He's going to drive more, you know, and that is what you want. You want to have people who feel good, who, you know, bring that energy into, into the business. Yeah, I think that's a good point that it that it drives performance, not only the feel good culture, they are also outcomes, right? Um, where do you see for for this kind of implementation, when you say you want to energize company, you want to energize the environment, where do you see great, where do you see the greatest barriers from from your projects you did or from previous clients you had? I mean, where, where was it difficult? Um, I think it's the, I think Kirsten is like everything else is the understanding of it. Okay. You know, when you don't understand something, mm -hmm. you just park it or you procrastinating on something and actually being able to understand that energy piece, you know, how do we really kind of feel better in ourselves once we start having tools, once we start, you know, bringing some routines and different things that you do on a daily basis to really kind of, you know, bring that energy into yourself. It's, it's very different than actually being able to just getting on with it. So uh, as a, a training for me and, and, and evolving, it's a, big massive part of it and you and I know that for any organization when there's a cost needs to be cut it's going to be on the training part right yeah yeah I ask because because in our transformation projects where it comes more about alignment and transparency and transparency and goal setting we face often a lot of a lot of um a slashback from higher or middle management. I can maybe also imagine, but you tell me that when you come in with your tools, that probably staff or lower management likes it a lot, but some people in the higher management who are always a long time around and they do the same stuff forever. Do you get some backlash there too? Or Yeah, absolutely. And again, um, I've 
So, you know, when I, I, I created Bishui, so I, I've out loud for many, many years in, in previous that I was talking about environment psychology. I was using all the corporate words, you know, somatic, you know, psychology, all those kind of really posh words to say. Now I just I just say it out loud. You know, it's it's energy. It's she. It's prana. It's, you know, it's feng shui that we need to kind of look at. And then if you don't realize, you know, it's it's showing the power and you kind of again, you kind of see people, they go, what? What are you on about? And then they're a little bit intrigued. And then you start, you know, um, you start showing how uh, one little thing can can be changed and then you start asking them to do something it's just a power, a simple thing like decluttering i mean decluttering is such a powerful tool and just by shifting that energy suddenly things start moving and your energy starts shifting and and even you know i always talk about decluttering your customers, you know, open up that file of old customers that you don't have and let go of these customers that, you know, maybe they complain all the time or let go of the, the the customers that, you know, you've not seen for a long, long time and, and then start giving some space for new customers. So there's loads of things that you can do to tools to start shifting that. And I think deep down people kind of, they, they kind of notice something, but they don't know what, what to do with it. Mm. And so my, my mission is to give those tools and to bring those kind of tips and how do you keep going and how do you really kind of look at yourself first so you can be more productive, you can feel good and you can really deliver better, better service to your customers. And, did, yeah. you know, as a leader, as a leader, as a leader, you need that. You need to be able to take that time where you, you know, you you pause and you uh, you take a break because you can't be on a hundred percent mile an hour all the time. You know, you really are going to put people off. So when I talk about um, my, uh, I've got a little metrics that I use, you know, when I do my presentations, and then you know, when you look a lot of the. The, the leaders are, are very dominators on there. They're quite egocentric and erratic and they just mood hoovers, you know, they really kind of go, 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 go. But actually you can't be go, 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 go all the time because you're not going to be able to take anybody with you if you're not pacing down, recharging your battery and then going back up again. If you're not caring about other people, you know, that are around you, if not bringing different energy into what you do, that's that's a problem with leaders. Mm -hmm. And again, as a leader, would you ask? You know, and that's the thing, you know, you you're you're a leader, so you're supposed to be knowing everything, right? And you're supposed to be showing the example. So actually get some tools, get some technique, get some coaching and see how really that really gonna change and it's very powerful i think that's that's pretty powerful if you bring these tools inside and you you show these changes and especially if you if you achieve environment changes in in the mm. in the people itself right yeah. um leaders teams right i mean at least you have three four people in the office who are driving and they push the others with them or they track the others with them right mm. yeah 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 definitely okay. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Claire, for being with us. You're very yeah. welcome. <laughs> okay, um, what what is what are your upcoming plans? Any plans with Bishui or 
Um, so any plans? I'm, I'm continuing. So I have got a new keynote, um, actually, which is totally on, on that topic, um, which is really about energizing, you know, our, our, our environment so we can feel good. Um, I did that presentation a couple of weeks ago with the speakers. So again, as a speaker, how, you know, what is your speaker journey? How do you energize your stages? So, you know, you can really kind of bring vibrancy. So it's it, when you start looking at that energy into all sorts of difference, whether it's a business, whether it's your own, whether it's, you know, it, it really is transformative. So that's my big thing for this year. It's, it's really bringing a, a lot more tools and a lot more on how do we raise energy, renew energy, and transmit that, that to our world around us. Okay, that's great. So hope to see you around. Okay, have <laughs> a great time. So Thank you so much. Yeah, bye. Thank you. Bye.